they came for a blood test, right? They came, they took his blood. He realized, or apparently, I don't know how it went down, but he realized that he was obviously over the limit of whatever he was doing. Yeah. Right? He got his brother, smash the vials of blood with a hammer, smash it. No. And then say, listen to this, listen to the best excuse of all time. Say that he... <laughs> Is that loud enough? <laughs> Good, sweet. Welcome back to Storytime, everyone. Partnered with Fat Sack, we are here in the showroom with Chad Leclerc. So excited to announce it. We thank you so much for coming in today. We've been trying to set this up for a while. It's been a while. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have you here, dude. Thank, thank you, you for brother. coming thank in. You. Thank you for your time. Big so, pleasure. Thank you. Chad's on a busy schedule, so we're going to get an hour in of great chat. Um, I've wanted to just chat to him about his career the Olympics, who he is, how he manages all of this, and what's up and next, what's, what's, what's coming, coming out of two years of COVID. Obviously, everyone took a bit of a knock for that. We were saying earlier yeah. that it's been quite crazy. We were saying that people in Cape Town can't drive and that he's got a great dinner after this, so we're not going to take any more time on that. But what I did want to do was read through some of your is acclaims, like your, 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 your victories in life that I wanted to go through. So victory number one, you were born in Durban. There we go. Good people come from Durban. In 1992, one of four children. Um, dude, you at the age of 18 already held two senior South African records. In 2012, beat Michael Phelps in the 20 meter butterfly. FINA World Cup Series, you became the first ever swimmer to be crowned the overall winner three times. You are currently, I think still right now, South Africa's most <clears throat> medaled Olympian. That's it, yeah. Ever. Ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. That's pretty sick. Hopefully dude. forever. Hopefully forever. <laughs> and they will keep coming. There we uh, go. In 2016, you became the most decorated Olympian. In 2017, you changed coaches, which we spoke about, the different team you were in, the reasons for that. Uh, in 2018, you became the most successful Commonwealth swimmer of all time, also named South African Sportsman of the Year and FINA Male Swimmer of the Year for a second time. That sounds cool. Sounds it better sounds when you say it. Eh? That sounds really cool. <laughs> I was saying to them earlier, when I was sitting down looking through all these like acclaims, it's the strangest feeling. Because do you remember, we did a modeling gig together Yes. for Omega Watches. That was uh, January of 16. I think so. End of January of 16, or February of 16. February of 2016. In Bovel. In, yes. Yeah, I remember. Yes, I remember. dude, that's so impressive. I remember, I remember. I think it was, I think it was the first of, was that the first of February, the end of Jan? Somewhere there. Yeah. But it was you, myself, and two others. And, Mia, and Mias was there, right? Mias and I think one of the Platt brothers. Yes, yes, yes. And we all had to that do the, like, <laughs> the, like, the, the, the generic all line up on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the edge. Everyone does the dive. They got the underwater filming. And the plan, and I didn't tell you this on the day. I wanted to keep this on the show. The, the plan was that you, obviously, being the most decorated Olympian in South Africa, <laughs> we're going to dive in. And the underwater shot was going to be you ahead of the three people next to you. And you smashed me. No, not a chance. But I did try. So the three <laughs> of us, without you knowing, had gone aside and been like, hey, at least for one take, just dive in and give it horns and see if you can get a little bit of footage of you ahead of Chad. <laughs> and I can recall all of us standing, getting ready to do it and diving and just giving it horns. So first take, I think. First or second I take. I think so. And then, the looking, and then looking over <laughs> and seeing you look like and see us slightly ahead, 
disappear underwater and then just pop up over here. It was just like, <laughs> you like teleported through the water, uh, which was insane. So, I remember, I think it was a second take. You know, it's weird. It was actually more up your alley what we did that day. I'm out, of my, I'm out of my element there, I'll be honest. I'm shooting for those stuff. With the modeling and that it's, it's like, uh, you know, when I get there, it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm comfortable talking, but like when you yeah. ask me to do some stuff, you know, it's like. You don't think you're going to do more of it? No, no, no. I, listen, it's all it's part of the package. You know, I definitely mm -hmm. enjoy that element of it, but it's like, I'm definitely like, it took me a while to warm up to it, you know, like especially mm. early days, you know. Mm. Back then I was still you know, relatively green to it, but like yeah. it was still like, you know. Well, you, you, you had beat Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a huge kind of push forward in your career and in your status as, as a swimmer. Yeah. So what I, what I really want to break down first before we go into all the other claims after is Chad before and after that victory. So was that your first Olympics that first you were Olympics. then? First Olympics. First so Olympics. First Olympics you beat Michael Phelps. Yes. What was your uh, personality, your... Uh, schedule your mindset going into the Olympics, then coming out of it having beat Michael Phelps. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting one because before Olympics in 2012, right? I was 19 years old. I was uh -huh. again very green in life. You know, all I knew what I wanted to do was I wanted to be a champion. I wanted to be world champion. As a kid, that's all all I ever really wanted. You yeah. know, so I was just a hungry, crazy, determined boy that was not going to be stopped by anybody. Didn't think I was going to win the Olympics, if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought it was going to be the next Olympics because I thought I was just okay. a little bit too young. But okay. I knew I was right there. And then six weeks out, we did this cra crazy training camp and I did something ridiculous in training and I knew right away, like, I'm in the shape of my life, right? Really? I knew that. And I knew that it was going to be very close. And I didn't, no one knew that besides me and my coach. Even my mom was saying, like, oh, we'll be so happy if she gets a medal. And I'm like, mom, mom I'm just, just stop it. Like, yeah, we're yeah. going to win this race. You know what I'm saying? And she's, <laughs> just, going to see she's, me she's I mean, I would never say that I, I, to anybody, but like, I knew, like, my dad knew, my coach knew, and I knew. And maybe my training oh. partner's slightly, you know, but anyway, so go to Olympics. Obviously, I beat my hero, Michael Phelps. It was you know, the greatest moment of my life still to this day. Um, didn't change as a person after Olympics, but a lot of oh. things did change. Obviously, I got a lot of fame. I got a lot of different things, getting pulled in different directions, you know, oh. sponsorships and all that stuff, and it was great. It took a sting away from the, the killer that was I see. young Chad Leclerc, let's call it, right? So not oh. to say I wasn't a different person. If you talk about the athlete Chad Leclerc, I was just... It's a, it's, a, it's a saying that doesn't make too much sense, but like, you know, when you wake up in the silk sheets, it's hard to get yeah. out of bed at five in the morning. Yeah. It's, it wasn't like that exactly, because I wasn't like this millionaire kid overnight, but it was like, because I had a lot of different things that I was doing, I forgot what it got me to the dance in the first place. For, mm. for like a year and a half, two years, I, I lost myself a little bit. Not in a, didn't do anything crazy, but I just was, I was yeah. struggling with motivation. Yeah. I call it that post-Olympic depression, that post-Olympic dip that you have, okay. which is natural, you know? Okay. But I was so conditioned as a kid that it carried me through mm. those two three years you know, I was still world champion in 2013 I still uh, you know got seven medals at the Commonwealth 2014 so I was still performing at such a high level but I was still mm. I, was, I was missing a piece did you on on missing a piece did you ever have the feeling of like what they call like imposter syndrome of like mm. I shouldn't be uh, although knowing you deserve to be, you know what I'm saying? There's like that weird conundrum. Mm, I know what you're saying. I was, I said to my training partner, we spoke about it earlier actually, the guy, the wedding that we were supposed to go. <laughs> the wedding is yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we were roommates, you know, for a long time. And, and, mm. and I had a really, I remember 2014, I had a horrible season. I got, I got really sick and I trained at the altitude and I had like this 
uh, I don't know how you describe it, but the doctor said you can't train, you can only train 60% for the next month and a half. This was just before Commonwealth really? Games because I was sick and I went into altitude and I have really bad asthma. So it was like, I couldn't use my I lungs see. properly. So I didn't want to obviously hurt myself. So he's like, listen, you're just going to swim like three, four Ks a day and just, you're not going to train, right? You're just going to accept that you're going to swim bad in seven weeks' time. Anyway, I go to the Commonwealth, I smashed, I get seven medals. <laughs> But this is after being told you got asthma and yeah, yeah, exactly. But but <laughs> but the lesson of the story was, and I explained this to my friend who was smashing me in training. Yeah, I said you have to like, it's mindset, right? Mm. I just believed that I was better than these guys, even mm. though I wasn't conditioned enough, and they didn't know that I wasn't conditioned enough. So I, didn't, I played the game, right? So I just I, I just I walked in like I was the man. I was the man. Yeah. But like, shit, I didn't I didn't I, I, out of my control. I didn't put in the work. I don't yeah. you know because I couldn't. Yeah. And he was stunned after this. And I just said, mate, you just, you gotta, you gotta almost trick yourself into believing that you're actually good enough, uh, you know? Uh. So that was my mindset, you know, for, from, from 12 to 16, 2012 to 2016. Just, between, I'm the best regardless. I'm the best regardless. I'm, yeah. I'm the man, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best that I can be. You know, mm. not in an arrogant way. That was my mindset. Mm. I didn't, mm. I never spoke about that, but like, you know, when I went to competition, I, I Mm. you know uh, but every every individual sports like that ask any fighter any swimmer yeah. any cyclist you know that you, what's the point of me stepping out into the competitive world if i genuinely don't think i'm gonna win yeah what's the point of me yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah of course so to give us like some uh, common point of interest in that i swam my nationals when i was about 16 nowhere near at your level but to kind of get into the headspace you were in Swam my nationals when I was 16, and it was the first time from swimming from eight, nine years old to 16, was the first time I ever didn't come first. Sure. Placed third and lost my shit. Couldn't handle the fact that I didn't win. Yeah. It was mind blowing to me. And got offered, to, uh, got offered a scholarship for the Olympics to come swim for the Olympics. And I couldn't fathom why you would ask me to do it if I wasn't the best. Sure. It just didn't make sense. Like, I'm not number one, take sure. that guy. You know, he's clearly doing better. Sure. And the, the attitude that I had, like my family will say, like, I had a hoedown, like I had a, like, you know? Yeah. And at 16, looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have appreciated the moment so much more. Yeah. And potentially not have turned it down. Um, hindsight though, you know? Hindsight. So we interrupt this episode to thank our partners, Fetsack. Fetsack wake up every morning with one goal, to make the world a more comfortable place. Our ultimate goal is to make one-of-a-kind, quality, practical furniture that brings a little extra comfort and ease into your life. So if you're tired of sitting on a shitty couch that's rock hard and you just can't get oozy and comfortable into, come to Fetsack, use the discount code below and make your purchase. Thank you, Fetsack. Now back to the episode. No, you know what it was? I mean, look, I can understand that. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of times in life, I believe, that you are not at the emotional maturity level that you want to be at. Mm -hmm. You look back and you say, oh, I wish I could have done that differently. I wasn't necessarily there. I just, the thing is, when I was a kid, I, I, I didn't win everything. I knew. My dad always taught me, like, I, it's important to lose, you know, because you know what it's like to lose. You know what it's like to come back stronger. It's, it's, life is actually about losing. It's actually not about winning. You know what I'm saying? You lose everything in your life. You know, you lose your, lose your parents, you lose your hair, you lose your... You lose your money, you lose your girlfriend, you lose whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? It's, life's about losing it. And, and you, you lose so much in life before you win, you know? So I learned that. I was very lucky to learn that from a very young age, you know? And I really, I don't know, there were a lot of instances when I was a kid, you know, like my dad, he always taught me from a young age, you never make excuses, son. It doesn't matter what happens. Even if you were sick, even if you were injured, even if you were underprepared, 
Yeah. You don't talk about it afterwards. Win, lose, or draw. You don't disrespect your opponents like that when you That's win. Cool. So, for example, I remember I was a kid, I was 10 years old, and I remember this boy, David Lindekew. Never forget. I dive off the block, and as, as soon as you can remember, people always say, oh, I had a bad start, I had a bad turn. Yes. It's bullshit. Excuse my language. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. I like so, this take. So, I like this take. So, I, I, I lost the race, and I, and I said, oh, I was a race. Oh, I had a bad start. And I go to my dad, I tell my dad everything. I'm like, oh, dad, you know, I told David I had a bad start. He slapped me across the head. Right? And he said, you go and apologize to his parents and you go tell him the truth. I never want to see you do that again. And I learned a very valuable lesson that day. Mm. We don't make excuses. Mm. Even though I did slip on the start, because I did slip on the start, but no one cares. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if you, come for, even if you never win again, you don't make excuses. There's no, there's no honor in that, you know? Yeah. You just, look, you just look like an idiot at the end of the day. You it's, come out and you say, you look at these champions, a lot of these guys, all of them. I mean, I don't want to mention names and get myself in trouble here, but all these champions, Americans and... Australian stuff, they, they get up and they, they break world records, you know, you probably yeah. know how I'm talking about, but break world records and they, they talk about how bad their start was, how bad their turn was. Yes. I'm looking at these guys, I'm thinking, bro, you just broke the world record and you're telling me how bad your start was, how bad your turn was. How disrespectful yeah. is that to everyone else? That everyone that was trying to beat you, that you know what you I'm know, trying to say? keep up. You get yeah, punished one day for that, yeah. don't worry. You get punished yeah. one day. But, so that's what I had from a young age. I was lucky enough to have that... Um, I don't know what you call it, mindset, let's call it, mm. you know, so I was very lucky. But Uncle Bert... Yes. I like to call him, became one of the most famous dads <laughs> in the world, which is like, I get emotional thinking of the scene of like the pride and the love that he showed in that moment. And whoever was in charge of those cameras on that day nailed it. That it was like <laughs> a huge race. moment of his kid winning, bang, yeah. straight to Uncle Bert. And he's yeah. just, you know, feeling everything in it. The, the, the conversation point after that win must have been incredible. But it must have been so satisfying for him because this mindset you speak of was largely because of what he imparted into you in terms of, you know, the head over the head, go apologize to your opponent. Absolutely. Like, that's literally the groundwork for a champion to have that head, you know, Absolutely. apologize if excuses ever become a part of this play. 100%. Yeah. My dad, I, look, I say this, it's a cliche, but I honestly believe, let's, let's say from a sporting point of view, I wouldn't be half the acting I'm like my dad. Right, I've had great coaches that I've swum with, but my dad has helped me more than them, honestly. And I'm not saying this to have a dig at anyone, I'm just telling you the truth. My dad would come to this podcast and he'd sit in the corner and he'd listen. If, if, even I'm not so talking, cool. so he'd listen to whoever. Whoever's come on before, any athlete, anything, actor, whatever, he'll learn something from you. Yeah. He'll learn from a mistake that you've made. My yeah. dad said, my dad said, people don't believe it, but like you can ask the guys that you played cards with and he, you know, he had casinos back in the day. He was a, you know, Sick. naughty boy back yeah, in the day. Yeah, there we go. Still a little bit naughty. Yeah. You can ask those guys, you know, I've seen them today and they come to me and they say, your dad, he, they told me my son is going to be world champion one day. He didn't know what sport it was going to be. And the reason he said that was because, because all I'm going to do is I'm going to tell my son to do everything that I did, but the opposite. Yeah. Because he was <laughs> exactly That's that. so clever. So, 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 because, and also, you know, he, he, he goes to like, um, I remember he went to, um, he went to one of the champions back in the day who swam with Graham, who was my coach for 17 years. Mm. He went to his parents and he said, please, madam, I'm coming to you hat in hand. I just want to learn. I'm not trying to open up a wound or anything, but what happened to your boy? He was a champion, 14, 15, 16, 17. He yeah. went to America and he, he never, uh, nothing happened after that. You know, what, what happened to your boy? I'm, my boy's 13, 14 years old. Listen, he's a little pipsqueak, but we just want to learn from you. I hope you don't think I'm being offensive here. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, uh, what's your name? Oh, Bert, you know, whatever. Sat with him for half an hour, had a coffee, and said, look, you know, he made a mistake, went to America, you know, girls got hold of him, whatever it was, you know. Whatever. Uh, you know, the drinking, yeah. whatever it was at the time, but, but we learned, he learned from that. Yeah. You know, so he steered me in the direction that 
He did yeah. that. He was never arrogant enough as much as people think. Oh, he's this arrogant, big man, you know, boisterous person. Yeah, yeah he is that personality, but he, is, he's, he has a beautiful saying where he says, you know, to a young, young man or young lady, he says, mm. you can teach me something about grandparenting and I can teach you something about acting. That's Do you understand? Because he's not too old or too that's young to, to learn something from someone. And that's the problem today in society, I believe, you know, especially in my sport. People on what, in swimming, like you know what I'm trying to say? Everyone thinks they, they, they got the crystal ball. Yeah. They know everything, right? Some, yeah. Even these coaches of today, especially coaches in South Africa, I think they know everything. It's pathetic. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, everyone makes mistakes. You and yeah. I both make mistakes. In your, in your, in your craft, in my craft, I make mistakes My all the whole time. craft runs on mistakes. <laughs> they put you in front of the camera, they're like, go, no, go, no, go, no. Hey, there we go. That yeah, was a moment and that's the one. And then you stick to it. You the know? one that you like, beat me in the, uh, the second take. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish they used that one. Yeah, no, yeah, anyway, that, like, that, that's yeah, it. You know, so I owe a lot to my father, you know, in yeah, life and, and so everything. Cool, he, he really, he really, after I keep referring to the beating Michael Phelps because it's the most satisfying thing to say as a South African number one <laughs> but also two I feel like from there a lot of things changed for you publicly <clears throat> what what has it been like traveling and seeing the world but having to do it to such a strict regime at the same time so like we want to go overseas we can go and party and drink and jaw sure. and work and and like you know, you obviously sticking to a schedule each day. You've got a team to, you know, account yeah. for. You've got a coach to account for. What is that lifestyle like? Because like you were saying to me earlier, you've got America, then a week later, Canada, then a week later, Germany. Then yeah. what's that like? It's not as glamorous as people think. Mm. I get told that all the time I'm at the pool. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm absolutely blessed. But mm. I think I wish I could have been prepared better for what came. You know, because after 2012, okay. I was, let's say I was the happiest person in the world from, let's say, August 2012, uh, let's say January, February of 2013. Okay. And then I was very unhappy for a long time. Why? Because you had to live up to that or because? No, because I wasn't prepared for what happened, but it wasn't, don't get me wrong, I love, even today I was at the pool, I was at the Point Gym and, and a lot of kids came to take some pictures. You know, I haven't been in the gym in a long time and some parents yeah. came and I raced the kid. I did a little butterfly of the kid. Sick, man. I was going to put it on Facebook later. So I was like, you know, I love all that. I really do love all that. I think that's great. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a lot of pressures, a lot of expectations, you have to carry the hopes of the nation on your uh, shoulders. You, uh, you've had injuries. <clears throat> you haven't had the best preparation. Uh, you have to perform. You know what I'm trying to say? You have yeah. everything teed up for this moment and it's you know it's over in a minute yeah. your life changes in a minute so yeah. you're in the block right something 100 fly right 49 seconds 50 seconds whatever it is and a minute before they even blow the whistle to get on the block in a minute and 10 seconds time your life is either you're either a hero of heroes and you get everything you get the sponsors you get the, the whatever money, the girls the, the girls travel, the money's everything the, yeah or it's the opposite right you you're a failure you lose everything, yeah, right? Yeah. So that crazy moment of I'm world champion, Olympic champion, or Commonwealth champion, you, yeah. you, it's, it's all a matter of split seconds that all happens. And you know what I'm trying to say? So, well, dude, completely, because <clears throat> I, can, I can relate it to what happened after the first kissing booth, where it was, yeah. we filmed kissing booth and everything blew up, and it was imposter syndrome severely badly for about a year. And just, I was experiencing such a high level of gratitude, but at the same time, such a high level of like, do I deserve to do this? Did sure. I study enough? Did I learn enough? Am I good enough? This whole you know, game you play, am yeah. I happy? Am I happy? Was I happy before <clears throat> and did I carry that through? And then the, the, the worst comments to read were people from your own country, from your own culture going, you're a one soft dude. 
It's happened once. Trust me, I know about that. You're, you're, you're done and dead. It's, it's, it's never going to, you know, that's the hardest to read. Not because the words hurt me, but because the people that it's coming from are the people that I'm surrounded by every sure. day, you know, that Your like, people. I like to turn back yeah. to and thank, you know, and it's now created such this, such an opposing feeling to what be, should be so yeah. incredible. People don't see that part. Yeah. They just see the happiness, kissing booth, yeah. fame, yeah. travel. They don't yeah. see that part. No, it's exactly that, man. You, you, yeah, trust me, I know, man. It's, it's, it's mm. crazy. You know, you, you're a hero mm. for a couple months or whatever, and then, oh, and then one hit wonder. No, no, trust me, I, I get told that all the time. You know? Yeah. People say to me, I, I got told by, and again, I, sometimes people aren't trying to be like that, but like, I, I remember after 2016, I got two silvers, right? Uh, uh. Two, so one of them should be a gold because the guy got, the guy got te, uh, testosterone. He was, a, he was a cheat. Really? Yeah, yeah, he was a cheat. I mean, we knew he, he, he was failed boosted. The, he failed the test in 2014, but you know, China, Jeez, China like. are, you know, $100 million deep and, yeah. you know, let's just leave it as that, you know, and yeah. people are corrupt and. Everyone knew that. But anyway, even when I won, I, the, the write-up in the swimming communities was Chad won gold in 2016 because really? the guy that beat me is a cheat. You know, he's, really? a, he, he's, he's got a 10-year ban now for Jeez, smashing like, a, a vial. Sun Yang, so yeah. basically... No, no, no. He, he, yeah. he, he, they came for a blood test, right? They came, they took his blood. He realized, or apparently, I don't know how it went down, but he realized that he was obviously over the limit of whatever he was doing. Yeah. Right? He got his brother to smash the vials of blood, take the... No the, the officer, way. so the guy that came to take the blood. Hey, I'm, I'm Chad, look, I'm here to take your blood. Take your blood. Oh, no, 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 I can't do this. Smash the vials of blood with a hammer. Smash it. No. And then say, listen to this, listen to the best excuse of all time. Say that he, <laughs> no, 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 he didn't have the correct documentation, so he couldn't okay. take my blood. So, so he, hang on, let's just, let's just stop for a second. So if you're an innocent man, you're an innocent man. You come to my house, you say, I'm whatever, I'm Joe Dirt. Yeah. But take my blood. As long as you don't hurt me and inject anything into me, take my blood, I don't care. Yeah. Do with my blood whatever you want. If I'm an innocent man, you can touch my blood, do with it, drink my blood. What do you want to do yeah. with it? It doesn't, it's not going to bother me, right? Yeah. Take two vials anyway. It's not like they're taking, you know what I mean, three liters. But you smash it after you've already done the test. No ways. You know what I mean? And then anyway, so he got a 10-year ban for that. But unfortunately, they're not giving me the medal back because they're saying he never tested positive during the Olympics. But we all know that he's a cheat. But Oh, my word. Okay. Anyway, but sorry, going off topic here. So I go to the club. I remember I'm Tiger Tiger of Durban, right? My, you know, used to go there all the time. You I know, remember, remember tiger, that tiger. place. A bit of a... <laughs> yes. Wasn't Good there vibe. a Tiger Tiger and then another one? <clears throat> Claremont also in Cape Town. Yes, but there was, was, a, but, was, but there was like there. a dungeon-y place below Tiger Tiger. There was, there was. There was that. That was the after-after party. Jeez, like I remember that spot, bro. I yeah. remember, but I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember arriving. Yeah, That's we got about it. it. Yeah. So anyway, we were there with the boys having a good time. I just never forget this moment. There was this girl that was coming out to me, and she was like, I could just see she was being a dickhead. She was like, you're that swimmer dude, aren't you? Um, and I'm like, and I, like, she's like, you're that swimmer dude that, that lost the Olympics, right? Not got two silvers, right? Jeez, so like, I was like, okay. oh, listen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I'm actually a mechanic. I don't, I don't, I look like that guy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I look yeah. like that guy. And yeah, she's like, yeah. no, you are. People take pictures. Like, no, you are that guy. The guy that lost the Olympics for South Africa, right? You're the guy that lost, lost the Olympics. She's being, she's, she's looking for action. So I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. My name's actually Brad. I don't even know what people are doing. Uh, yeah. Like, no, you're that guy that let everyone down, right? She keeps saying that. I'm like, we had a party. Like, like, anyway, I left it. But I didn't forget that. That, like, as much as I pretended it didn't hurt me, like, that actually hurt me. Yeah. There was one person I was like, like you know what I mean like yeah I mean you've done like you, you, you've done all of this you know, to the point I mean? like, of, of, like, of that recognition and like, the dude, point I've, of recognition got, is negative it's exactly what you, you spoke about earlier you know yeah. like, thing. it's like it's crazy you know people are again they they they, they want to see a hero you yes. know and then 
when you fall, it's what it is, right? Yeah. They don't really care about yeah. the human being. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even have to be a fall. It wasn't really a fall to me. Looking back, I, I was grateful for those two silvers. Exactly. Bro. And everyone else, ah, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, people have strange perspective. Do, do, do you put like procedures and routines and like uh, certain like things in place leading up to climbing on the block to kind of buzz all that out? Because like, you know, when, 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 when the Olympics are put on TV, it's always like, Chadwick Lowe, swimming for South Africa. And then you come out with like the goggles, and it looks super badass. You come out with the goggles <laughs> and the headphones on. Da, 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 da. So what's your, what's your walkout song? Our walkout song, well, this year was, was Coming Home. Uh, I'm coming home. Oh, that's Cause so it was, sick. Because it, it was supposed to be the, you know, I'm back where I belong. You know, that's yes. like, But I never won this time, so I've got to find a new one. But uh, no, I had, in 2012, I had a really cool, cool song that my friend made a mix for me. It was like a mix with like some movies and no stuff. Ways. And it was like, um, what's that? Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith. Yes. Don't let anyone ever tell you you can't do something. That's the one. And I, I hear that part as I'm walking out. No. I'm just, I'm just like this. Dude. I'm just like, and then it drops a beat. Whatever it was. And he's like, he was a DJ back in the day. And I just, I just put, I'm like, I'm ready for this shit. You know what I mean? So I've always found a different little tune to walk out to. Yeah. But And in that, in that room, or whatever it is. Call behind, room, yeah yeah yeah, 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 behind the scenes, yeah. What's that like? Because that must just be like vibrating. It's very tense, with, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a very, you know what, it's, it's depends, but it's a very, so how it works is you go through like a procedure, so you have to, you're supposed to be there 20 minutes before. I'm never there 20 minutes before. But they check okay. your goggles, your cap, your costume, if it's all legal and stuff, you know, you've got no, nothing in there, whatever, I don't know what they're looking for. But I was about like, to say, well, I Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah, it's not as, yeah, anyway. So they check that, then you go to another call room where they check if it's like, uh, you can't have too much branding or you know, logos on the hats and everything's Jeez, fine. Like, okay. And then you go to the, like, the last room. So it's either two or three core rooms and then it's just before you walk out. So the stage is there, right? And you walk out. It's just eight chairs, basically. And there's eight swimmers. We're all sitting in our lanes and it's just like, you know, it's a couple of mirrors and there's like three, four people standing. There's like some waters or there's some Cokes. It's like a fridge of whatever you need. You know, no, one, no one's usually talking. I mean, I've got my earphones and I'm kind of staying in my zone, you know, just yeah, try out. Yeah. Know, it's usually pretty quiet, pretty... Uh, it's a TV on there, so if it's you know you're watching the race before, and it's like uh, you know you're walking out in five minutes, and it's like then you stand up and this is a curtain. It's just you know you walk out, and there's a guy that says lane eight, lane one, lane two. So it's like, like yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's different at each meet, you know, because yeah. sometimes the crowd is really big, and sometimes the crowd's right above you, so you feel the crowd. It's actually fantastic. Yeah. Budapest, London, you feel the crowd's energy. Tokyo last That's year, so unfortunately, sick. was no one there, so it was very. That must have been strange. Swimming with no one cheering. Mm, it's horrible. Because it is a part of the sport. It was horrible. You see, swimming's not like, I understand it's not every weekend you get to see that, but like Olympics, yeah. World Championships, Commonwealth Games, that's, like Commonwealth was like 12,000 people now. Mad. Walking out there, Jeez, I hear it through my like, earphones. Stadium really? shaking. Now, now in England, you know. Like, Tokyo was like walking out. It was like, there was more atmosphere today in training than there was at the Olympics. And we raced at 10 wow. a.m. because the Americans wanted it to be American time. So it was like, imagine waking up, you have to wake up like 5 a.m. Get ready, have breakfast. Oh, imagine playing the rugby world cup at like nine. It's not gonna happen. It's just yeah. like you know, no, you get in there, no, no, no. have the coffee, you just like it's, <laughs> it was waking sleep, up and get hit. It was yeah. a sleepy vibe as it was, but like it was just it was, it was a terrible atmosphere. Yeah. So, but and what's the what's the training? Because you 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 mentioned it's six weeks, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to like go from I'm picturing you jumping off the block and then I'm going and I'm watching everything in reverse and I'm going okay in the room, the headspace, the energy, the people. Leading up to that, you get put through a camp, right? The same as like a fighter gets put through a yes. fighting camp. Yes. 
How is that camp different from the training that you do throughout the year? So at the moment, we don't have a major coming up in six weeks. We have a, it's a World Cup event, which is mm. the one that I've won three times. Mm. Mm. Yeah, three times. Uh, so it's, this time it's only three legs. Usually it's six, seven legs. And it's like a point and then the winner wins the trophy and you know, wins the check. So three. So, so it's just three legs. So it's just three, three, three days. So it's nine days of racing. So it's three days three in Germany, three days okay. in it's Canada first, and then America last leg. So it's it's the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next week in Canada, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then America. Aren't you jet lagged? Yeah, it'll be quite jet laggy, I think. But you know, same for you, same for me. So yeah, that's what it is. True. But true. Yeah. So that will be a big stepping stone to the World Champs, which is in Australia on the thirteenth of December. That's going to be. Okay. Huge for me because I also have, <clears throat> so you know, obviously, you know, long course swimming, 50 meter pool. Uh -huh. So it's like Olympics. Uh -huh. And then you have 25 meter pool, which is like the version actives, the gyms that we mainly yeah. have in South Africa. So I need like five medals more individually, and I've become the greatest short course swimmer of all in history. So Phelps is the greatest what? long course swimmer. You know what I mean? So Phelps is the, is the GOAT, right? Because yeah. when you talk about swimming, you talk about Olympic swimming, long course swimming. He's absolutely number fair, one. Fair yeah. play is number one, right? But short course swimming, I have, I think it's like three goals or two goals, mm. and then two or three other bronzes, and I become the greatest ever because it's, it's always dependent on world champs, you know, which is every two years. I see. So I've got seventeen okay. or eighteen medals, ten golds, and this other guy Ryan Lochte, who's actually the oh, second. Oh, Ryan Lochte Ryan had Lochte, the yeah. had the TV <laughs> show. That guy, what would Ryan yeah, Lochte do? Yeah, there we go. So yeah, he's he's okay. he's the short course goat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, hopefully we can pass that in the next two to four years. He's not swimming anymore, right? He's not swimming anymore. Okay, and sick. I'm quite far ahead of the guy that's sec third. Okay. Individually, I'm not talking relays. Obviously, relays. So is your, is your preferred short course 25 I'm better short course. I have, I have 10 world titles short course and I have four or five long course. What is it about short course that you prefer? Just the turns and stuff. I mean, from South Africa, we, okay. we don't have many long course pools. I generally train short course. So unfortunately, okay. it's a different, it's definitely a different sport, you know? Yeah. It's different, you know? Like my... I mean, for a time, I was undefeated. I think it was like for like five years in the 50 fly. I won like 46 consecutive inter international races in the 50 fly short course. So it's just two lengths of the pool. Jeez, like long course, I've never come close to winning, even making a final long course at the 50 fly because it's just one length. Really? So it's two lengths because it's got the turn. So it's the same, same distance. So it's swimming 50 meters, 50 but meters. But the short course is a lot more technical yeah, so in I'll, terms of a 50 I'll meter. I'll beat the world record. I'll beat the world champion long course. Uh, the, uh, the world record currently, I'll... I'll yeah, maybe not right now, but like back five years ago, I'd beat him badly. But he would beat me badly long course. No so you'd beat me ways. by like a meter and a half long course, and I'd beat him by a meter and a half short course, which doesn't make any logical sense. I can't really explain it. My, my turns are good. My underwaters are good. That's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's it. That underwater flare is on point when you do it. That's it. So, so the, the, the six-week camp? So this is just so... I've started with a new coach now, mm. German-based club in Frankfurt. Mm. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be also part of the football team, so... That's gonna watch some Champions cool. League hopefully in a couple of weeks. I'm very, That's very excited. Cool. So kind of what I've so after twenty sixteen I moved from a childhood coach to mm. uh, Energy Standard, which is like a European based club where I had like a unbelievable experience with them. And obviously COVID hits. Long story short, you know, everything kind of just unfortunately we you know, yeah. no, no more club, everyone split up. So the last year and a half, pretty much two years actually, we were just, you know, just like gypsies, you know, with, with all mm. due respects. Mm jumping from pool to pool, it wasn't, there was no consistency at all, zero. I was swimming in Germany this week, in Dubai, Cape Town, Durban, Virgin Active today, Stellenbosch tomorrow, it's just no consistency. I, wasn't, I, was, I actually wasn't a professional the last two years, actually I wasn't. I was actually 
everything I was doing was not professional, honestly. Like, and not by choice, just because I didn't have had to do what, you had what to I do. had, right? So, yeah. unfortunately, results weren't great, and yeah, it is what it is. Now, I've moved to this, you know, Dirk Langer, who he coached actually Cameron van der Berg to gold in 2012. So he was the head coach for South Africa 20 years, 15 years ago, before my old coach was head coach. Okay. So he lived in South Africa and Pretoria for a long time, and obviously I've known him for a long time, and he's got this great club in Germany. So I'm going to shoot out there as soon as I can. So I've just okay. started with this program actually this week because obviously I had I had also had surgery with my sinuses and my nose, fixed the septum, so I was out for like a month now. Jesus. So I'm a lot out of shape. I think you can take me this time. I love you like out of shape. Jeez, <laughs> no. I could never take you. I'm so heavy. I sink like a rock now. <laughs> but I'm keen to do some lengths. Yeah. If you're tired of wearing like really crappy, make your fingers go green jewelry, head over to Clocks and Colors for something unique and special. Clocks and Colors are based out of Toronto, Canada. They specialize in detailed handmade 925 sterling silver accessories. They also offer other products like handmade leather hats and homeware goods. Go to the link below to claim your discount with Clocks and Colors. If you're looking for some high-end quality tees, some quality clothing, use code STORYTIME below to claim yours with Saints and Sinners. We want to thank Saints and Sinners for this one. Great apparel. Kitted us out. Go get yourself kitted out too. So what? So Monday morning, Chad wakes up. What's the go for, for well, the moment like still prepping for a, for a, yeah, for a race? We, we're all late this time, so we're jumping at 9 o'clock these okay. days. 9 and... 4.30, so we're doing, you know, waking up at 8 o'clock or 7.45, just because it's, uh, South Africa, I like to just have a bit of a slower start because we still yeah. haven't started our extreme camps, you know, so it's still technically on holiday. I think okay. we start in Germany at 7, 7, 7 a.m. We kick, we kick off 7 to 9, and then 3 to 5, something like that, with gym in between. But at the moment, yeah, we're swimming 10 sessions, so Monday, That's Tuesday, okay. Thursday, Friday, doubles. Uh, so two sessions of swimming, roughly two hours, and then we're gymming three times a week for like an hour and 15-ish. And we slot we like, that in on like a Monday. So Monday I have a triple session, which is quite long. Because you'd have swim, gym, swim. Swim, gym, swim, which is quite a long day. And then Wednesday's just uh, gym and swim. And then Saturday is a single because it's swim and gym, yeah. And the whole team's in on this? Well, no, I don't have a team at the moment. Yeah, I'm kind of by myself. But once you get to Frankfurt? Oh, once you're in Frankfurt, yeah, yeah. We've got a big team, okay. big squad. We have proper setup, yeah. gym program. Like, everything's going to be proper when I get there. And is there, like, a hidden competitiveness? Because, like, for me, I tell Jess all the time, I'm swimming at Virgin Active. So I swim, like, once, maybe twice a week just because I thoroughly enjoy it. Sure. Um, and it's great cardio away from absolutely, weightlifting. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something that's got longevity, right? Yeah. If there's someone swimming next to me, you could be a million times better. I have <laughs> to get to that wall first. Is there that vibe or is there, Definitely. you've been doing it for so long that everyone's like you know, doing their thing? No, you see, so when we're swimming, we know what you got to do. So for example, Monday morning's aerobic, so it's 60%. So like, I've been told by my sports psychologist that I need to stop what, you, what you're doing because I'm a very competitive really? person. Yeah, so I have to stop that because you see, the problem is with me, I'm 30 now, right? So I have to understand that I don't recover like I do when I'm 20. So I have to be smart about it. He talks about it often. He says, you know, you can't be, you can't take everything so personal in training and try and like rip these guys' heads off every day. Like, because these young kids, because like, like, any day, they, they're like going to go and they're going to press me. And like, I'm a proud guy, you know, I can't like, especially people watching me. I don't want to like, you yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But it's Monday morning. No one, it's just getting the week done. Monday night, it's a different story. Okay. They knock them out the park Monday night. Yeah, yeah. No, then it's, it's gloves are off, right? You know what I mean? We, we shred. But Monday morning, I've got to be a little more. You know, get me, you get me. Uh, uh. It's aerobic at sixty percent. Don't go over 60, 60 Otherwise, we're going to struggle in the evening because I'm, I'm thirty now. You know, so yeah. I be careful with my recovery. But yeah, so that's 
that's when did you start bringing a sports psychologist in i started when i joined the team in houston so they like i, I never okay. really wanted to speak to anybody because i was always like i'm south african i'm a tough boy i don't want to exactly but you know what it was the best decision i ever made really yeah you know, he saved me like last year i was bad place because COVID. of covid and the whole thing yeah and... you know i had a couple of things that happened and a couple mm. of things didn't go mm. my way and i was i was depressed let's call it i was quite i was quite depressed yeah yeah i was in a really yeah. bad place i actually hated yeah, headed waking up. I was, really? I was in a really, yeah. Unfortunately, look, not to get too deep here, but yeah, I was in a, Dude, was in a shocking place. I was in a really, really bad uh -huh. place. Yeah, and I was, I was right after the Olympics. You know, I had a little incident that happened in January of last year. Really traumatic experience, which okay. you no, know, I don't really want to talk about. But you know, changed my life. Let's call it okay. changed my life. You know, spilled over to my family. Not really spilled over, but you know, they 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 knew what was up, and uh -huh. you know. It was, uh -huh battling for a while and, and I didn't chat to my psychologist at the time because I didn't feel I needed to. I had the Olympics and I didn't want to like mess with everything that was going on and then the Olympics happened and obviously it wasn't my what I wanted but yeah. you know, I started speaking afterwards and it took me a while to get out of the hole that I was in. I realized I was in a deep hole. Yeah. I, I realized too late and I was like, okay, this yeah. is actually not great. Because so, that's a long time to be on a world stage at a yeah. competitive level without someone to speak to. No, it was stupid. I, it was the one time I listened to my dad. It's so the one time I'm an, I'm an idiot. I mean, no. I look, if I if I listen to him, I think is hindsight's a beautiful thing. But like, I think bronze. You know, I hate to talk like that, but mm. bronze for sure. Last year at the Olympics, mm. you know, mm. wasn't my my head wasn't right at the Olympics. It wasn't that it wasn't right. I was just emotionally. I was just dead. not there. I was dead. I walked Which out. I had no emotion. Fine, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to be on all the time. No, no, no. But this impossible. was this was because of what happened. This wasn't this wasn't an off day. This was off seven months. I was off for seven That's months. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was off for a long time. Couldn't quite shake it. I, I went to the Worlds, you know, and I, okay. I picked up a, a couple of medals at the Worlds and then came right, I'd say this year, January, February. I started to like feel like myself again, started to awesome. like pull myself out of the hole and yeah. I was like, it feels good to like kind of appreciate things again and yeah. like kind of, you know, be able to like, you know, have some emotion back, let's call it, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, Oh, because oh, dude, when you walked in here, you've got a great energy. No, thank you. Really, you're that. really positive. No, so like, you, man. The whole room lifted when you walked in, which <laughs> no, is really cool. It's cool. really you. sick. Appreciate away it. from swimming, before we wrap up, what are your interests away from swimming? I'm sure there's tons <clears> of other <throat> things you into. No, for sure, like, for sure. Yeah. I think, look, it's obviously the schedule's crazy. You know, so when yeah. I'm overseas, it's very hard. But like one thing I do, you know, I, I game a lot. You know, so I always bring my PS5 Sick. with me. Sick. Got a new monitor which attaches to my PlayStation, so I'm loving that. No ways. But like, yeah, like when I was in Durban, a bit of surfing is always cool. Cape Town, I scared of the sharks, you know. But yeah. surfing was always up there. But like the problem is I can't do too much sports. Uh, so I love to play uh, soccer. I was actually talking to my mate the other day. I can't wait to play some touch rugby, some soccer. So Once fun. I'm done with swimming, I can't wait to do that. Once I'm, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Love all that stuff. But yeah, like, like hanging out with the boys. Um, I'm big passion for poker. Really? Yeah, I play a lot of poker. Yeah, you've got a poker face the whole bar. <laughs> are you the glasses and hood or are you the like cherry guy? I'm a bit of both. Depends who I'm playing with. Okay. No, no hood, no glasses. But yeah, okay. I can okay. be stoic at a table if I need to be. Just I could never do it. Eh? Yeah. I could never do it. No, I love poker. Poker's a passion of mine. I actually, I'm, uh, yeah, I literally watch poker all day. And you're wanting to like do it competitively? Being the person yeah, I was you playing, are? I was playing a little bit like, I was playing a couple games in Durban and you oh. know, I was playing like, a couple of house games and it was... No, it was good. It was good. It was, you know, upping the stakes a bit now, so it's yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, listen. Nothing. I don't. I'm not. A, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I'm not. I'm not a gambler because I don't play blackjack. I don't play roulette. I'm not a gambler. Oh, you like the sport? I like it. It's a competitive vibe for me because yeah. it's something that I can do outside of swimming, where I can compete with people of all ages, 
all yeah. genders. It doesn't, you know, there's no, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? And it's not physically draining. It's more go. mentally draining as well. Exactly. So yeah, playing a lot of poker, but like, I just like hanging with the boys and just being a normal That's boy. That's sick, man. When I'm in town, I like to, you know, I like to head out for sure on the weekends, but yeah. obviously I got to, you know. Stick with it. Got to be careful with that, you know, like I've had a good month now where I've partied quite a bit, so I'll be honest. I've yeah. had a good time, but now I've got to take it back a bit and, you know. We literally said exactly the same thing. So I'm sober three days now, four there days. There we go. Since the sevens, thank you. We're doing, we're doing sober October till November. Four days, yeah. Yeah, four days. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Uh, yeah. We've, we we've, we've done like three, four month periods of no drinking that are That's actually good. so late. Really, yeah? Damn, you feel so good. It's good. Um, energetic all the time, sleep like go. a baby all the time. Yeah. Um, but seven, sevens was a jaw. Sevens was a jaw. And there's no ways I was going to go to sevens and not drink. Exactly. So we had to go hard. But, no, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we went, we went a little bit. Well, sevens was a lot of fun. But that's lekker, man. Thank you for coming in and having oh, a chat. Course, it's always such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thank you, man. We're going to let you run off to your, to your, to your dinner. No, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Always dinner. good to see you again. Eh? Yeah, you too, man. We're going to hold you to so that swim, guys. We're going to do it. We're going to swim together. We're going to make him do four lengths and me do two. <laughs> so that when he comes back for the third, I can come back on my life. You see what you see? Definitely. Yeah, it'll just be me crying at the end of the pool. Dude, I lost once when I cried. Like, I lost once as a kid and I cried. And my goggles filled up with water. And when I got to the end, not bullshitting. And I took my goggles off, water fell out. And my oh, mom no. was like, oh, your goggles were leaking. I was like, no, I cried. No, I was crying. The whole last lap, I cried to the end. I was so angry with oh, myself, no. dude. It was such a shit show. But yeah, thank you for coming. Yes, thank you, my I brother. appreciate your time. Appreciate that. Thank, thank you, my brother. Thank appreciate you. Sweet. I have a question. What games do you play, bro? Me? Uh, well, PlayStation? Dude, I was, a, I was a FIFA boy my whole life. until really? took over. And then I got into like Red Dead, GTA. Red Dead's oh, wow. my favorite game of all time. Really? Is that the cowboy one? Cowboy. Oh, dude, yeah. I lose my mind in that That's game. That's so bro. sick. I got The Last of Us uh, remastered like a couple days ago. PlayStation also sent me a lot of games, you know? Oh, I got so a, I got a... That's sick. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, when the PlayStation before it came out, they actually sent me a PS5. And then I was like, dude, like, any chance to get one for my brother, like, I'll, I'll buy one. So like, I'll tell you what, yeah. if I buy one for your brother, we'll send you one. And then, no but I have three, so I have a problem. I, I, I bought eight another one for travel, so I've got three PS5s. It's, it's a bit of a problem. Dude. No I, have, I, I buy TVs, dude. I have like five TVs in my three bedroom, dude. I have two no. TVs next to each other in my room. Yeah, so you don't have to move what, them like, around. like four games? <laughs> no, so I have like, I have two 60 inches in my room. So I have one, but like really close to, so I have a huge open, like the rooms from here to here, right? And I got, there's the one TV for like the surround sound and the PlayStation. And then like right there is my other TV. Because on the bed, so I don't want to like have to like, you don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to like, you know what I mean? So. <laughs>